Hi everyone, I hope you are doing well, adapting and getting through this time. We're all in this together. I'm really glad you're joining me for this episode. It's a little different. Um, I'm going more in the direction of, you know, interviewing the leaders that I've worked with. I've had the pleasure of working with and for. So um, this is one of the first ones I did. This is actually back in March. So it was when coronavirus first hit. And you get a good sense of Keith's background, more his, you know, his professional role. I'm asking more questions about, you know, the company and um, attempting. <laughs> I, I'm veering off a little bit from the, you know, the, from the artistic conversation, but I actually think it, it brings a lot of value because what I'm hoping to do, and, and this will be refined a little bit more with time, but I'm trying to make this linkage between uh, you know, people in different fields um, and industries and then linking them back to uh, art and painting because, you know, it's just something that really can build coalitions and is a common thread for a lot of people, the things that we love. So, um, you know, with time, uh, I think I'll be able to... Uh, you know, really, really bring that out in the conversation. But here's my first attempt, and I hope you enjoy. I'm so happy uh, Keith was uh, was enthusiastic about this conversation. So, yeah, hope you enjoy. Welcome to Stories of Life and Love, the show where we get a snapshot into the personal experiences and wisdom of each of my incredible art clients. And I'm your host, Evelisa. I have the privilege of working with individuals and couples to listen to their hopes, dreams, visions, feelings, and philosophy. I take all of that information and I reflect it in a portrait or a dreamscape. And I've learned there's so much we can learn from listening to the insight of others. I believe your life is a complex and beautiful journey and is meant to be celebrated. And I'm excited to share with everyone each of your stories behind my paintings of life and love. Hello. Evelisa. Keith. Wow, wow, wow. How are you? Look at what we have here. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Wow. I wouldn't have thought that uh, next time we'd be talking, we'd be in this situation. <laughs> uh, yeah, we say the world changes quickly, but uh, nobody expected that it would change this quickly, right? I know so much. Everyone, uh, welcome to this episode of Stories of Life and Love. I'm happy to have you all here for a second season and I'm really looking forward to introducing my guest here uh, who's Keith. He, um, I'll have him give him a little bit of his own background but I met Keith uh, doing a live painting for his company's international gala and uh, yeah I'm excited to get to know Keith a little bit more, share more about his story and um, how the art fits into uh, his work. So, hi, Keith. Thanks for joining us. 
Hi, Evelisa. Thanks a lot for uh, inviting me. Great. Um, so, Keith, I know you have uh, such a wealth of experience and are in a leadership role um, and a lot of personal interest. So how would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Well, we usually introduce ourselves by our professional side. So I will do yeah. that. Uh, and then I talk about a couple of other things that are really important in my life. But in terms uh, professionally, I am mm-hmm. uh, the global CEO for uh, BDO. Uh, we're one of the leading professional services organizations globally. 162 countries, 1,600 and some offices and so on, uh, providing professional services. And I moved into this role uh two and a half years ago, uh, but I've spent my whole career uh, with BDO, so one of those uh, rare people these days. And I kind of describe my career as, you know, every time I got bored, I turned around and there's a new opportunity in BDO. So I grabbed Mm -hmm. it. So I've done many different things, but they've been primarily, well, they've been with BDO on my professional side. Um, On my personal side, I'm a big believer in balance. So uh, family is very important uh, to me. Uh, my wife and I have uh, three sons and now a granddaughter. And it's amazing. Our three sons are really my best buds now. So it's kind of changed from father and son to uh, mm-hmm. really, really close friends. Um, and in terms of interests um, and part of the balance, I, uh, I'm a real avid cyclist. Um, but, uh, as we'll talk a little bit more about, as we go on, uh, my wife and I really love art, mm-hmm. uh, and probably part of it is that, uh, we are not artistics in our own right, but we, so we really appreciate, um, the art that, that people do. Oh, that's wonderful. It's, it's great to hear the, the sort of breadth and depth of what you're interested in and involved in so and thanks for modeling that balance Keith in your own um in your role because a lot of people you know do look to you professionally and then to hear that you value balance like that is is great example um so we can get into the first question which is what would be your top personal and or professional focus for this year yeah, so um, if you would have asked me two weeks ago, I would have um, given you uh, about our global strategy and how we're really focused on becoming seamless across all 162 countries. But mm-hmm. uh, it's now uh, because of the coronavirus, uh, we're really focused short term, day to day, helping um, our people and our clients uh, deal with the total change in their lives. And, mm-hmm. you know, our people, it's so important that we um, uh, look after them. Uh, but it's more than health-wise because all of them are in a totally new environment. They're working from home, which they've never done. Uh, they've got their family, their young kids uh, that are home and they're trying to homeschool. Uh, they got older parents. Uh, so it's not just the physical health, it's the mental health as well. And so we're really trying to help them uh, with that. 
And similarly, our clients, um, just like us, this is unprecedented. Nobody has ever seen this. There's no, uh, nothing we can read on how do we deal with this. And so really helping our clients find their way through this is, uh, is very important as well. Yeah, would you, now being a global uh, company, would you say that um, that will make it more difficult in the recovery stage or will that actually be um, valuable as the company tries to, um, you know, work on that recovery going here on out? Yeah, interesting. I think it is quite helpful being global because just the way the virus has worked. It's, you know, it started in Asia and it's gone to Europe and now it's coming to North America. So um, uh, different um, firms are in different stages. And so uh, we can take what we've learned in uh, one part of the world and then share that and help them in another part of the world and, and so on. So as a global organization, we can, you know, share the global stories, the global best practices, and even kind of forewarn uh, some of our firms what they can expect before uh, they even get it. So uh, I think in this case, being a global organization is, is very helpful. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Keith, for sharing. So with that in mind, personally or professionally, again, what was maybe a big challenge for you last year and what helped you to overcome it? Yeah, so um, interestingly enough, um, we've been, we, we launched our global strategy, as you may remember, in Toronto uh, when you were with us. And a part of that global strategy was to uh, roll out our global why or our global global purpose, uh, which interesting enough is uh, people helping people achieve their dreams. So the big challenge uh, in uh, in 2019 uh, was having that land within the firms, um, and we tend not to be a top down organization uh, and and just say oh, okay everybody has to do this you know starting tomorrow. Um, what we want to do is we want them to go through a process and with their people to understand uh, what a purpose or a why is uh, and, and find ways to integrate it in their own organization. So it, it's, it's, it's from them. It, it really uh, feels like them homegrown rather than uh, something that's dictated uh, from on high. So the process uh, last year was rolling that out and helping the countries uh, find uh, their way through uh, the global why. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the timing couldn't have been more perfect. You know, as we're going through and we're talking to our firms this year on how to deal with the coronavirus, we keep coming back to our purpose, people helping people, helping our own people through it, helping our clients through it but also helping communities that we live in through it as well, because that's part of our responsibilities um, as individuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like it's very, you know, as much as <clears throat> there are those advantages of having that global vision, that high level, you know, understanding of, 
the bigger trends and what connects all the firms together, you still are people and community and localized uh, centered as well, right? So that that sounds, you know, just really adaptable to all the nuances across the world. Um, now, actually, I, I wanted to clarify because I, with the people helping people, some people may understand or I may understand of BDO to be an accounting firm. Would you say that it's not limited to services related to that? Are there other services that the organization apply, uh, provides? Uh, absolutely. So, and that's why we use professional services. Yes. Um, you know, going back many years, uh, we were primarily an audit and accounting firm, uh, but that has grown uh, quite significantly. Uh, and, and given um, the, the type of focus that we have, so we focus on the mid-market uh, business, so kind of the economic engine, we call it, uh, mm. of, of the country. So there are a lot of uh, family-owned businesses and so on, and they what their needs are, are accounting, but so many other things. And when I think back about the relationship that I had with my clients, um, I was, uh, I advised them in so many different things. They'd come in and say, you know, we're worried about the succession of our business. Can you help us with that? And the next day they'd come in and say, you know what? I'm having trouble with my son uh, you know, have you ever gone through this or that? So it, it was a deeply personal relationship that we had with our clients. And again, it was all about helping with them, focusing on what their issues were that, that was keeping them awake at night. Uh, and something that I think, you know, clearly distinguished BDO from a lot of our competitors. Mm -hmm. A follow-up question to that. I'm, I'm curious because, um, the model does seem to be so, you know, again, focused on people helping people. And with everything that's happening, not just, you know, with coronavirus, but, you know, there's an increasing pressure, it seems, in, in businesses, in companies to look at things like ESG and how upcoming investors and companies are increasingly looking at things like environment and sustainability um, social impact. Even Lawrence Fink from BlackRock, the founder and chief executive, he just announced in January, I mean, it's before Corona, but maybe it'll be even more so that uh, environmental sustainability will be a core, core goal in investment policy. So um, how does BDO or has BDO thought of uh, this side of things with, with uh the company that you yeah, absolutely. And, and um, we have a whole sustainability agenda and a sustainability mm -hmm. in, in the broader sense, obviously. Yeah. Um, and so it's about looking after the planet, but it's also about diversity um, and all the, the touch points of it. So um, kind of the United Nation um, uh, goals, as you suggest that. So it's, it's much broader and we have a whole plan around that for our uh, firm, but also for uh, helping our clients as well. Yeah. Great. Well, coming from that sort of <laughs> high level discussion, maybe let's, let's talk about uh, the painting and art. 
um, I was asked to present, to create a piece uh, at the Global Gala. And maybe you can share a little bit about the story or concept behind this painting prompt and uh, its significance, and even into um, you, you and your family's relationship to art. Yeah, so um, let me just go back and tell a little story okay. uh, that probably set my views a lot on art. And, and it's, you know, many years ago, it's like 30 years ago. Uh, and uh, my wife and I were at an auction uh, for our local church. And, you know, people were selling a lot of used goods and, and so on. But the highlight of it uh, was there was um, a painting uh, that was being auctioned off. Uh, and it's, it was original uh, water painting. And... Um, so uh, I started bidding on it. Uh, I quite liked it. And it looked like other people were dropping off uh, from bidding on it. And then the person that was done in the auction basically said, oh, no, you can't let um, this painting go uh, for that low a price. You know, we need other people to bid. So the bidding started up again and we ended up losing the painting. So oh, I went wow. to my friend, <laughs> I went to my friend who was doing the auction and I said, like, what are you doing to me? I, I, you know, that painting was going to be mine. And, um, you know, you reintroduced the auction again and I end up losing it. He says, Keith, uh, I've got a much better situation to you for you. I want to introduce you to uh, the painter who painted the painting. Uh, her name is Nori Peter. And he introduced me to Nori, my wife and I to Nori. And she was an amazing woman who uh, was from Hungary. Uh, she came to Canada. Uh, she lived with the Inuit to paint Inuit art. And um, she agreed to come over to our house or our cottage at the time and sit and help design what the painting would look like. And I still remember she sat in a big armchair and our three little boys were all sitting on the arms all around her, looking through her books. And saw, oh, you know, I want a dog in the painting. And I want this in the painting. And she painted a magnificent oil painting uh, that's a very special place. But from that, we actually got to know her very well. And uh, she painted a number of paintings for us over the years. She became a, a really, really good friend uh, with, uh, to us. Um, and her, her art is all special because it has so much meaning. We know the artist, we know uh, the sense of the painting and so on. And so from then on, uh, when we looked for art, we wanted to meet the artist. We wanted to know who they were. Uh, we wanted to put uh, the perspective of, of, of the painting, uh, uh, you know, what they were thinking of when they did the painting and so on. And so all of our art, you know, there's the odd exception. We actually know the artist. Um, we've talked to them about the painting and we have some really cool stuff. You know, one of our close friends does marquetry, uh, amazing uh, pieces of work. And uh, unfortunately he can't do it anymore. And so we've got, 
probably the best original connection uh, uh, group of, uh, of of art that that he's ever uh, put out. And so we've got the pieces. And so we're really lucky to have those again connections with people. And so coming wow. all back to the story to to, to your art. Um, uh, the this was a, a celebration. Uh, we call it a biennial, and people from all over the world uh, were at that celebration, um, and they had their spouses. It was the gala night, uh, and we wanted something special to, you know, help people bring on happiness and 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 think about you know how great it was all to be together. And so we commissioned you uh, to do the art. And so it's great. Uh, as you know, you and I had met before, but we met at there. We've talked many times since. And now we've, we've made that uh, personal connection. And when I see your art, I see happiness. It's, uh, it's, it's flowers and greenery and... And it, it just, oh, I, just I want to sit in the middle of that because uh, it, it brings me uh, so much happiness. So, and that's what I, I associate with you as, as well. At least I, I see you as happy, a happy person. And that's what that art says to me. And it said to uh, all the people at the gala as well. Oh, I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's, uh, it was such a pleasure and, and, it's always like such a great challenge to um, bring together the concept of, I know that I was, I was prompted to have that celebration. It is that celebration, the coming together and also thinking about growth. And that's, that's also why I chose to have a lot of the plant life, uh, you know, to symbolize growth, growth in the company and taking that concept of, of growth and abundance um, but showing it in this way through through um, through a garden, so I really appreciate that, and and uh, thanks for the feedback. Um, thank you so much, Keith. I don't know if there's anything else you want to to mention, but um, I really appreciate your time. Uh, no, thanks. Thank you, Evelisa, and I think and you know I think our connection is is great, and and uh, we're going to continue to grow together, which is the way it should be. Absolutely. I really appreciate that. Thanks so much, Keith. And um, by the way, as an offside from the this thing, uh, I will I will let you know when I post this. This will be part of season two. So I'll I'll keep you informed about that and and yeah. That's great. That's thank you. Yeah. Uh, thanks a lot for considering me. Yeah, thanks so much, Keith. Enjoy your bike ride. I will, thank you. Be good. Okay. Ciao. Bye bye.